It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a great Friday uh, here in the great state of Utah. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. We will continue KSL's ongoing coverage of the uh, tragic ending to the uh, Mackenzie Lewick case. Uh, we will continue to follow that. And while our reporters are uh, continuing to gather insight and information around that, uh, we're going to take a, uh, a quick sidestep here. And uh, we welcome to the program uh, Senator Mitt Romney, uh, giving us a little update on uh, what's happening in Washington, D.C. this week. Uh, Mitt, thanks for joining us on the program today. Happy to join you, Boyd. <laughs> uh, been a, a very tumultuous week Uh activity filled as they often are in Washington DC and wanted to hit just a uh, few of the highlights you've been very busy very active this week uh, starting with the NDAA the National Defense Authorization Act that uh, always gets a a lot of noise and a lot of activity there particularly on the Senate side Uh, but tell us about your amendment uh, that was part of that and uh, has been uh, passed and moved on. Well there's been a lot of discussion about the authority uh, that's provided in this bill as to whether or not it would allow uh, a, a military force to protect itself, whether the uh, military has responsibility for protecting our citizens. There's been a, an amendment by Senator uh, Udall of uh, New Mexico, for instance, to uh, prohibit the president from taking any military action in Iran. And, uh, and so I thought it was important to restate what I think uh, is pretty clear, which is the president has authority under the Constitution to protect our troops, to protect our citizens and our interests around the world. At the same time, the Constitution requires that to declare war requires the, uh, uh, the decision of Congress. And so uh, th- that is something I brought forward, and I was very happy that it, uh, it won with overwhelming support. Uh, and that does seem to be a, uh, a debate that continues to come up, particularly over the last uh, two decades, really. Presidents of both sides have uh, kind of pushed, and I think Congress has, has abdicated their authority on a lot of the, the war power pieces. Uh, as you look at that conversation moving forward, what are the things that uh, really concern you as it relates to both national defense uh, and the, the proper role of both Congress and the president as it, as it deals with those international affairs? Well, I think, uh, in fact, that the uh, executive branch has taken power away from Congress in an unconstitutional way. Uh, Congress should be consulted and could, should uh, have to approve uh, a decision to go to war. And, uh, and we have backed ourselves into conflicts in places like, uh, uh, well, Vietnam some many, many years ago. Uh, but even uh, going up against ISIS, uh, there, there, really, there really needs to be the uh, decision of Congress to actually enter, enter into a war. At the same time, that doesn't mean that the president can't uh, uh, respond. If someone shoots down an aircraft, he can respond by shooting down one of theirs or going after their missile batteries or something of that nature. But, uh, but there's a difference between, uh, if you will, a proportional response um, uh, in a limited way to some kind of an attack that occurs 
and uh, and then mounting a war against the nation. Mounting a war requires the approval of Congress. Okay, very good. I want to shift topics on you just a little bit because uh, you, you've been uh, very active and very vocal uh, on your Tobacco 21 uh, amendment. I know that passed out of committee this week. Uh, give our listeners a, a little insight into what that is and why that matters. Well, we're, we're fortunate in Utah that we've already raised the uh, age uh, for smoking to 21, and, uh, and what uh, my bill does is it does the same thing for the nation. It says, look, you just uh, you, you can't buy good products unless you're 21. And, and I would also note that we're fighting for safe schools, which is no tobacco and no vaping in schools uh, as well. So we're, we're going to continue to make this an effort. Uh, look, uh, the, the, the tobacco companies have found that they can effectively get kids to use these vaping products and get them hooked on nicotine at a very young age, this is a real problem. These kids are going to have health effects all their life. And um, I'm going to fight to make sure that we can protect our kids against these kind of, uh, these kind of attacks coming from some, some very unsavory uh, companies. Very good. Uh, another uh, issue that uh, really caught the, uh, the nation this week, uh, obviously, were the, uh, just the horrific images uh, coming out of the border uh, the the tragic image of uh, father and daughter uh, that had attempted to uh, cross the Rio Grande, and uh, as we look at those kinds of things, we we editorialized in the the Deseret News that moments like that, uh, as difficult as they are, they they can either do one of two things for us as a country and as a Congress, and it can either galvanize us to take the action we need to. Or it can we can weaponize it uh, for political purposes to use it as a, a wedge issue for campaigns or to use it as a way to to raise funds, uh, and we've seen all of those things play out. Now, uh, Bill did get passed in terms of some funding uh, down there at the border, but tell us your perspective in terms of one: what have you seen in Washington this week? Uh, has it surprised you? And and what do you think the path forward is as it relates to uh, to immigration and some of these challenges at the border? Well, first of all, it, it is inexcusable for us to be um, uh, carrying out a, 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 a policy at the border that results in, in the death of individuals like we saw in that picture uh, and in the suffering that's occurring uh, in, in many cases at the border. So that, that's got to change. And one of the things that, that Congress did this week, as you pointed out, to make sure that does change is provide almost $5 billion in humanitarian aid uh, so that we can have additional people and additional resources, uh, beds and so forth, so that people coming over the border uh, are able to be cared for properly. That, that's something we had to do. But the, the longer-term issue is, what, what are we going to do to stem this extraordinary tide of people uh, coming to America because they can get a, a better life here than they have in their home country? This last month, uh, uh, over 140,000 people, came into our country across the border and asked for uh, asylum in America. And, and that's a record that hasn't been reached for almost 15 years. So uh, it's just not working. And unfortunately, uh, we haven't been able to get the kind of deal-making that needs to happen. You realize that in our system of uh, constitutional government, you have to get both parties to agree to get something passed into law. And it, it's going to require someone to drive forward the process to say, look, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and, and Mitch McConnell and, and uh, it, 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 it got to get together and uh, with the president, and we've got to reach a compromise settlement that deals with those that are here illegally, 
with those that are coming across the border illegally, with our asylum laws, with completing a border fence. This has got to be done. And uh, uh, a lot of people are trying. I'm for, I, for one, and working with other senators to see if we can't bring forward a bill that will get things going. I'm going to keep fighting for that. But in the final analysis, we've got to have a deal maker that pulls the people together and gets us all on the same page. All right. Uh, Senator Mitt Romney joining us from uh, Washington, D.C. We appreciate him uh, joining us on a, a quick turn there today. Uh, a lot of things happening that we'll continue to follow here on KSL News Radio and in the pages of the Deseret News, DeseretNews.com. Uh, so stay with us there. Again, lots to cover. Uh, lots of things coming up uh, next week as it relates to uh, immigration, immigration funding, what we're doing at the border, uh, and how we deal with all of those kind of uh, situations. Uh, I want to shift gears. Uh, obviously, we've been covering uh, toe-to-toe here uh, with the tragedy of the Mackenzie Lewick case uh, here. And I, I invited J-Mac uh, just to do a little walk-up into into his show uh, because you're going to be taking some interesting looks at some interesting areas that I think everyone needs to be thinking about uh, when we think of this kind of case. Yeah, we will absolutely tell everyone what we know about what happened to Mackenzie Lewick. We now know that she uh, she was killed and that there is a suspect who has been arrested. Uh, but we also know somewhat of uh, things that she was doing online mm-hmm. and potentially meeting strangers and we have some information about online dating and what are some of the risks and, and how do you protect yourself. Uh, it's amazing still how trusting people can be. Right. You know, Very few nowadays would get out and put their thumb out on the highway and hitchhike. Right. Right? Because you're going to get in the car with a stranger and you don't know what that stranger's intent is. Yeah. But if you see their profile online, certainly that picture is real. It's trusting, yeah. Certainly what they're <laughs> saying is true. Yeah. And that's just not reality. So okay. we're going to bring our listeners the latest on the investigation and also talk a little bit about maybe some things you should be talking to your kids about. Yeah, very good. All right, don't go anywhere. Uh, J-Mac is uh, up here at the top of the hour. Uh, that's going to do it for us on a Friday. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, especially today, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something, do something that makes a difference. Have a great weekend.